when I was like 18, 19, yeah. I was a avid weed smoker. Yeah. So um, I, I, I was buying, you know, Bitcoin so that I could buy my fake ID and I could buy a little bit of weed here and there. When's the moment when you're stocking up all these $1 Bitcoins and all of a sudden you look and you think, bro, I might just become full filthy rich in a minute. Mm, I think um, around 2016, yeah. Bitcoin started like, it, it went from, you know, 50 bucks and then it started going in the hundreds. And then I saw it start going more and more. But at that time, I still wasn't cashing any out. Yeah. So I was buying more. I was taking all my friends and family to the bank with whatever cash they had. To get telling, it for them. Yeah, to tell, telling them to buy Bitcoin. And anybody that did it back then, now are millionaires. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Search. Let's oge. Today's guest is an entrepreneur with a background in artist management, cryptocurrency, and investing. Originally from Sydney, he got his start throwing music festivals at the age of 16, which made him a millionaire. Bro, what? While still in high school. He went on to create a management agency, working with a handful of musicians, signing one of the largest American record deals any Australian artist has secured, listing him in the Forbes magazine. He was an early investor in stocks and cryptocurrency, listed by Binance as the top 250 traders in the world, and now lives in Dubai with an extensive luxury car collection and one of the most expensive penthouses in Dubai. He goes by the name of Julian Petrullis. Welcome to the search, brother. Thank you. What an intro. How are you? I'm good, what bro. What an intro, brother. What an intro. What is this? Oh Who God. are you, brother? Oh, my God. <laughs> is all of that true? That's all true. All right. Well, yeah. far out. Yeah. Let's get into this. <clears throat> Where are you from? Born and raised in Sydney, yeah. 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 I grew up here, um, born to a single parent. Uh, you're the same, right? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Born and raised here. Yep, yeah, so born and raised here. Born in Camperdown. Camperdown. Yeah. Hey, so I grew up. I grew up in Stanmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hectic, hectic. Um, and yeah, I was born to a single parent. Uh, not the best circumstances as I was growing up. So, mm. um, single parent. My dad never had a mom, and we grew up on and off Centrelink for international viewers. That's welfare. Yep. Yeah, and um, yeah, bro. Like that's basically how it all began. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. yeah far out. And what's this, bro? You started music festivals. Where'd you, where'd you go to school? Yeah, so um, I got expelled from school, so I don't really want to give them any yeah, credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but look, my, my living situation when I was a, a young kid, like I, I got into a little bit of trouble. And so when I was younger, um, I was running around with the wrong people and doing the, the wrong stuff. And yeah. um, as that was all happening, I had like a awakening and I was like, okay, now... I need to change this. I need to do something else. So mm. um, I started doing music, bro. I started yeah. making my own music. I was around 13, 14 years old. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was, so what year was this? This was like- Early 2000s then. Yeah, early 2000s. Yep. So I started um, making my own music and I started posting my music on a website called MySpace. You heard yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Never had one. I was in jail, but yeah, yeah I heard of it. It's like in, Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, Before yeah. Facebook, yeah. Before yeah. Facebook. Had a few years. Making um, music on what? Um, What do you mean? Like on a MacBook, on- I was doing like singing and rapping oh, and all okay, this yep, stuff, yep, yep. yeah. Um, so I, I was posting this music on, on MySpace. I was so young, bro. I was yeah, like 13, 14. But it started gaining traction. Yo, so really? within Sydney, I started growing a little bit. And I started growing a following on this website. Mm -hmm. And um, so I started actually being able to monetize the music that I was making. And then that changed everything for me. So How? Well... I mean, we didn't have the best living situation, right? So um, we didn't have any money. I didn't have anything. And all of a sudden, now with this MySpace page that was growing, I was able to make money off iTunes because the songs were getting traction. And then I was monetizing like... That's it. Yeah, every, every single follower that was coming to my page, 
I was trying to figure out how to make money off them. Yeah. So I went from being in a really bad situation to now being around 14 years old and I was making like 20, 30,000 a month. No way. Yeah, back then, which is with inflation, it's a little different. That's now. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know people were making money like off social media things back, back then. then. Yeah. That's the, crazy you were doing that it, at it that was, age. It was hard because the only way you could do it was iTunes and it just started. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out how could I, like every time I was getting a friend request, I would always message that person on my MySpace page and try and get them to buy something, whether it was a song or something else. Usually it was young girls, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would I would ask them like, "Hey, can you go to this website and do this thing?" And then it would, it would turn into like a dollar. Yep. And if you had like five thousand friend yep. requests, you yep. could somehow monetize it. Yeah, so, yeah, that's crazy. So then, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> so people are sending your friend requests and yep. getting hustled instantly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hustled in a good way though. Yeah, I, true. I had to try true. monetize it because back then. Like now you can, you can monetize everything. Yeah. You can go on TikTok, you can go on to yeah, Instagram, yeah. even this podcast probably monetized. Yeah, yeah, so, of course. Yeah, yeah. So um, back then you couldn't do that. And young kids didn't really have access to use iTunes because you had to get your parents' credit card. Nobody had a bank account back mm-hmm. then. So you had to hit up your mom or your dad and say, hey, can I spend these two, three dollars on this song? So I had to figure out a way that these kids could somehow get something from me yeah. but it wouldn't cost them anything yeah. so that's what I did it's hard to explain yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so what's, what's and then you started a music festival yeah so as I was gaining popularity um, from this this artist project I started losing interest in being an artist I didn't want to do it anymore um, but I had built this following so I came up with the idea I was really passionate about doing clubs and I wanted my own festival I just wanted to be involved in like this that sort of world so I'm like 15 years old now. I start calling up every venue in Sydney. I'm calling up any venue you can think of. And I go, hey, um, I want to put a a music festival on. Like I want to put a lineup. I want to have thousands of people. And as soon as I would speak to them, they'd they'd be like, how old are you? And I'd say, (laughs) I'm 15. And they'd hang up the phone. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, every, every single venue I was calling, they were just hanging up on me and saying, no way. Like you're way too young. We can't allow you to do this. The police will never allow it. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually um, one venue said, why don't you do a festival, but it's going to be only for under 18s because I was only 15. Mm-hmm. So it was way bigger than I thought. It was Luna Park, you know, yep. Luna Park. Yep. And um, I was like, okay, if I... If I put this festival on and spend all the money that I have, I literally was like, I would have to put every dollar that I had made and saved into this thing mm-hmm. to see whether it would work. Do I want to do this? It's such a, a massive risk. risk. It's a huge risk, yeah. yeah. So I I don't know how. I guess when you're young, you don't really think so much. So I decided to, to do it. I put every single dollar on the line. I booked a lineup of, of um, all the biggest DJs in the country at the time and put it on sale and a few days later it sold out so that's that, it. that was the what, what type of music festival was it dance or hip-hop it was a mixture the first mixture one that i ever it. did it was like hip-hop and and edm was just starting oh really yeah, yeah it was a, it was a the the time when like edm music just started electronic music just started yeah, it wasn't yeah. big before that before that it was like i don't even know what was before that hip-hop, yeah, yeah mainly hip-hop yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so now this new wave of music is coming in and all these uh djs are becoming bigger than singers yeah so it was like a, a wave that i caught on at the right time that's crazy bro yeah that's mental and so what you full end up becoming a millionaire because of it yeah well i ended up doing like uh i would do one every school holidays and i did these for a few years so 
Um, I did one every school holidays. I started stepping up the venues, going bigger and bigger. Then I ended up going to Queensland. And, I and did- so you were, just, were you just putting it out to your circle in MySpace? Like, so yeah. Initially, yes. But then, you know, we built the brand on the name of the festival. And yep. then that started growing. And then that was like, you know, a household name to kids within within the country. It became the number one, well, the, the biggest uh, under 18th festival in Australia. That's crazy, yeah. brother. And what it's, bro, it says that fucking you ended up losing. Yeah. You just went crazy or well, you end up losing all the money. Yeah, so you yeah. made a full meal yeah. in high school doing this stuff. Yeah. And what happened? So I, I did these festivals, right? And I'm yeah. making a lot of money, but I'm so young. I'm like 16 years old. I don't have guidance. I don't have the right parenting. Bro, that's crazy. What would you so do? What, what, where are you living still? What are you doing? Are you still living with your mum? I, I, was, I was with my dad. Yeah. So when the festival uh, first took off, I was still living with him. But then as you know, it started generating a lot of money. Like I was like, okay, I need to be independent now. As soon as I moved out, that's when everything went, went downhill. Yeah. Because I really, like I was on my own, never had the right parenting, never had the right guidance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You now are so young, bro. You think that you're the man because you're 15, 16 years old and everything you've done has worked. Yeah. Now, like th- this, this brand was, was famous in Sydney. Yeah. So um, it all got to my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started going crazy. I was partying seven nights a week and just no making the wrong moves. I invested in the worst, the worst things possible. And then by the time I was, um, by the time I was like 18, 19, with everything had gone right, within one night, bro, I lost everything. Everything. I had no money left. Zero. Tell me, brother. Explain. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I kind of just was, was partying every night. I was yeah. drinking a lot. And then I started getting into gambling. Yeah. And um, so gam- well, gambling, gambling was, was a, a big one. Yeah. yeah. yeah I started doing imagine. crazy bets. Like, you know, it's, it started out where um, one of my close friends, he, st- he became a professional gambler. He was actually making money. Oh, really? Every month, paying his rent and his bills. And Gamble I was like, on what? Just online casinos and things like oh, that. Oh, Yeah, sports betting, all this stuff. People can make money on online casinos? I mean... <laughs> Very rarely? I mean, I don't think you can, yeah. but that's the... <laughs> I thought they were just rorts, bro. I thought they were just straight video games. But back, back then, you could. Like, sports betting, right? Let's yeah, say you yeah. want to bet on basketball or something like yeah, that. Yeah. If you make the right choice, yeah. Yeah, 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 you might so. win. Yeah, yeah. But... Over time, bro, you're always going to lose. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I saw him. He was um, he was doing the, the gambling and I got kind of motivated. I was like, damn, this guy's making so much money. He's never losing. Yeah. So I started. First month, I made 20K, then 50K, 100K, 200K. I, I wasn't losing. And so because I started betting like larger and larger amounts. By Were the you just t- following him? No, I started doing my oh, own you thing. Because yeah, yep. I, I was winning, I thought I was like, yeah, I yeah, thought I knew what I was doing. So you doing. had the juice then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but this is the thing. They say like when you when you first walk into a casino, you always have that luck, right? Yeah. You always win in the beginning and that's how yeah. that's how it goes. And then eventually yeah, yeah. if you keep going, you, you end up losing. So yeah. by the end, bro, like I remember one night I ended up betting like 500K and then lost it in, in five minutes. And then the Jesus. next time... All the money I had within one night was gone. That's crazy, bro. So I had to wake up the next day. I was a millionaire the last few years. Had and you woke up like what? Woke up. Just with enough to get by for a month or two. I had 10 grand left. 10 grand. 10 grand in cash left from the And you would have been living, so you would have been living now above your main, say your yep. rent, everything. You would have to yep. move out the house. My lifestyle was, was built because, you know, I've, I've built up this lifestyle. My rent was insane. Next day I woke up, they're like, Where were you living then? I was in the city. In the city, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So up in some unit, in yeah. the tower or something. I had, I had yeah. an apartment in the city. So um, you're straight out of there? Yeah, bro. <laughs> no, no, I, w- I wasn't. So, oh, yeah, so yeah. I, I got a, I got a, um, 
I got all these bills the next day. It was like, this rent's due, these bills are due, all this stuff is due. And I was like, okay, I've got, I've got one month basically to figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah. And the pressure and everything that was hitting me at that time, like all the people that were around me and, and just how I was feeling, it was like the worst depression you could possibly go through. You're so young as well. So you don't really even understand how to deal with it all. Yeah, you don't yeah. understand who, who you even are. Yeah. Like I'm 18, 19 years old. Yeah. So I had 10 grand left. I didn't even think about it. I booked a ticket and just went straight to New York. Went really? to New York. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if I don't make something happen here, like I'm done. I've, I've now lived this life. So how old are you here right now? Now I'm, now I'm like 19. Right. I'm 19 years old. I've just yep. flown to New York. So you're going to New York on a mission? Yep. On a mission. I had 10K. Yep. The yep. ticket was around 1,000. Yep. And then um, I remember like rents back then and now they're probably even crazier. But my rent just for like a two-bedroom apartment... I had to pay for my room. It was like three and a half thousand. Then I had to pay the deposit. So that's like seven grand now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I've got $2,000 left. And if I don't pay my rent next month, I'm done. I'm broke. I'm homeless. So I use that that moment of like being in sheer desperation as like I I needed to, to, to come out of that. So every single night, bro, I was just staying awake thinking of like what can i do what can i come up with to come out of this and what are you are you when you're over there are you music minded no so, so you say so this whole i'm gonna be a rapper singer for a little bit to i'm gonna be a music host or that's the festival yeah you sucked that idea you're yep. in new york so when when i moved over the, yep. the festival still had a name yep. but i didn't have any more money to put it on and in the meantime i was getting offers to sell it so I still had like that little safety note of like, maybe I could sell it, maybe All I right. shouldn't. Yep. But personally, like I was ruined. So um, yeah, I, I went to New York just to try and get out of the, the like the, the headspace here and, be, and get away from all the people that were here. And then I, um, I had to use that month to just like come up with something to like a new company, a new idea, just anything to try and make money to get myself out of the situation. Yeah. And yeah. when would you come? But you, you're sitting in a Dubai, one of the most expensive. You got a car collection. Yeah, but this is a while ago, right? But how did this happen, yeah. brother? Don't okay. stop talking. Yeah. So, um, in this month, every single night, I was trying to come up with an idea, and I came up with this idea of, I don't know if you remember or if you were if you were out at this time, yeah. but you used to be able to text a number. Do you remember these Jamster ads? Like Never you, heard of it. So <laughs> there was like a there was like these um these ads on TV and you could like text a number and you'd like, you'd buy ringtones because this is before. I do remember that. Yeah, you know know what I'm saying? I do remember that. Like a popular song on video hits would be a ringtone and you text the number, they text you the ringtone. Yeah, you'd get it for a ringtone. So um, basically, because I'd worked in music, I'd had these festivals, I was working with all these celebrities. I was trying to figure out how I could like tie it in or what I could do. It was the only expertise that I had, which was music, celebrities. So... um, it's kind of like a gray, like a loophole, but I came up with this idea one night, I don't know how, where basically if Justin Bieber was to come to Australia, he's going to do a big tour across Australia. Mm-hmm. He has all these different ticket packages. So you could buy a, a ticket to just go see him perform, or there's one there where you actually can buy a meet and greet pass. Mm-hmm. So you can pay, you know, kids' parents can pay like 1500 bucks. Now they, they spend this money and now they can, they can go backstage and take a picture with Justin Bieber. Yep. So I was like, okay... I can buy this meet and greet pass and then I can somehow market a way to actually sell this like like in a mass way. So I I created this website called like meetjustinbieber.com 
And then I started advertising, win the chance to meet Justin Bieber. But then I put that number, the, the one that we're talking about, yep. for kids to text. So you would text the word meet to this number. Yep. It would charge you like 10 or $15. At the time, like kids didn't have any credit cards or anything like that. So the only way that you could actually meet Justin Bieber is if you go to your, your dad or your mom, say, dad, can I please have 1500 bucks? Yep. And they'll be like, we don't have 1500 bucks. So now you can text this number. You don't need to ask your dad anything because yeah. it's, it's attached to his phone plan. <laughs> meet, boom, you're entered. And, now, and then you're, in, you're entered into like it's a prize. Someone wins it. The prize is that you get that ticket. The to, ticket. Yeah. So No it, way. It was a gray, like a little gray area. Yeah, and but I, what, that, that sounds hectic. Yeah. So I ended up um, promoting this and I did every artist all around the world. So I would buy the meet and greet pass wherever they were available. If it was Ariana Grande or Justin Bieber you would text this number. What, what, uh, was it really them or are you just giving them as, an exam- as examples? It was really them. Oh, but yeah. the thing is you could like, anybody could buy this meet and greet yeah, pass. Yeah. So you could buy it and then yeah, you yeah. could advertise to people like. No, I mean like, I, I, know, I know it's really them. I know yeah, you weren't yeah, yeah. doing a raw, but I mean, <laughs> were you actually doing it with Justin Bieber? Because uh, Ariana Grande wasn't around or are you just chucking those names out? No, I, I was like these. Oh, are yeah. So at, at the time, like it was Justin Bieber. Yep. It was like Miley Cyrus, all these yeah, people. Miley that Cyrus. were big at the time. Yeah. Um, Ariana Grande, I think I did her as well. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. Whatever but was going to make such money. such a hectic idea. Yeah. So that, that ended and up. And how, how did, I can imagine how many people would have text. So oh, how many people would you need, 15, 100 people, and you've got the ticket paid for? Oh, straight away, yeah. But you would start- <laughs> How much would you get from each? So would you end up buying bunches of tickets or just one? You just, you just need one. You, do- <laughs> you just need one. Yeah. So even when you started making money, you wouldn't at least get sick. Give, you just one person wins. Well, eh? at the time, I would do one, and then like maybe later on, I would, I would sometimes do like runner-up prizes and yeah, different yeah. tickets and things, and then cash prizes. That's crazy. It essentially was a lottery, and yeah. you needed like a lottery license. So Imagine how many kids would have rang up a few times. There was, there was a, there was <laughs> a lot of girls, the, bro. That's, um, that's, there was a lot of girls. <laughs> Like some girls spent like sixty, seventy thousand dollars on their on their dad's like. But the thing is, when the dad would call up the phone provider, because you could call up Vodafone and Optus, they yeah. would immediately refund them. Yeah, they would. Because I, it was your kid done it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's good laws here to yeah, protect, yeah. like the consumer laws, whatever they're called. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. So you're doing this what from America? Yep, in America. So I did it in America. You're making then, a full killer now. Yeah. Now I'm yep. back on my feet, and that company ended up um, doing so well that I ended up selling it like maybe a year later. Yeah. And then when I sold that, um, that's when things went in a different direction. And I started a management agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so tell me about that, yeah. Yeah, so because I'm now out of this business, the, the SMS stuff, I had to sign a contract saying I couldn't be in that world anymore. Yep. It was like a non-compete. So um, I actually ended up hitting up a lot of the artists that I was booking for the festivals. And I was like, you don't have managers? Let me manage you. That's what I did. Yeah, I started yeah. hitting them up and I... And I didn't really understand management, but I thought I had a good understanding of marketing. And so yeah. I started um, representing different artists, doing marketing for them. And yeah, a few of them had a lot of, a lot of luck and ended yeah. up doing pretty well, yeah. Yeah, man. what, to this day? To this day, yeah. yeah. I mean, now I'm out of this business yep. um, just because things went in another direction again. But yeah, like two of the artists that I had, they ended up becoming big, big worldwide names. Like we... We ended up. Um, do, do you know about this? Like we, yeah, yeah. One okay. of the, one of the artists signed like the largest yep. uh, American. Is it the largest American record deal any Australian any artist Australian. ever signed? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. toured the world a That's bunch of crazy, times, and bro. yeah, it was a crazy experience, crazy ride. Fucking hell! And yeah. and bro, so like, you got into crypto. Mm-hmm. When did this happen? Okay, so um, 
when I was like 18, 19, yep. I was a avid weed smoker. And back then you couldn't really get uh, very good stuff in Australia. It was very, very difficult. Yeah. So a lot of my friends, they were using this website called Silk Road. Have you heard of it? I haven't. Okay. So um, the only way to use this website to actually to get the weed, it was the only thing I was doing. Yep. Um, you needed to buy Bitcoin. All right, yeah, yeah. And this is like in... Oh, is this some dark web? It was the first website. one, the first yeah, one, yeah. yeah. Dark, yeah, dark yeah, web yeah. website. That's, all, that's yeah. all I was using it for. And also like I, I needed to get a fake ID because I was in the States and you needed yeah. to be 21. Yeah. So um, I, I, I was buying, you know, Bitcoin so that I could buy my fake ID and I could buy a little bit of weed here and there. Um, and that's my first entry into getting into crypto. Yeah. So, bro, the amount of like... I didn't really buy that much weed, but if we were to convert all that Bitcoin that I bought back then to what it's worth now. Now? <laughs> you probably bought millions of dollars. Oh, bro, billions, bro. Because, <laughs> bro, Bitcoin was like $5, $10 That's back then. That's crazy. Yeah, so, so you'd have been paying people like three or four Bitcoin for a sachet. <laughs> oh, more, bro, more. Because if, if, if Bitcoin is five bucks in a, yeah, in a, an true. ounce, yeah. True, math, true, true, true. Wow. Yeah. What, well, actually, what is the math on that? You'd have been paying... Five dollars a Bitcoin for an ounce, three hundred. That's sixty Bitcoin. Sixty Bitcoin for an ounce. Yep. And what would sixty Bitcoin be today? Oh, now it's a 20, what is one Bitcoin? It's twenty. It's around twenty-five thousand US. Twenty-five right 000. today. It was just eighty the other day. It was it. Like like end of last year, wasn't it? Wasn't I, it eighty-three? I think in Australian dollars. In Australia, I, I don't yeah, know yeah. Australian. I don't think in Australian yeah, yeah. dollars because I don't live here anymore. But um, so twenty-five US today. Yeah. If you sold it at the peak, your the stuff that you had, like I know people that maybe they just bought some Bitcoin because they wanted it to buy something back then. Yeah. They kept it in some wallet and then they check it 10 years later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But yeah. that's what happened. So after I started um, doing all that, I actually started looking into Bitcoin and trying mm. to understand what it was. And then I realized like this actually has a pretty, this could have a big impact. Legs, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I started investing some money into Bitcoin and then putting that on the side. So I'd put it on a, on a cold wallet yeah. and I wouldn't touch it. And um, every few years, like Bitcoin so would go through a cycle. Is this? this is uh, like- What year are you stacking Bitcoins and around giving people millions of dollars yeah. worth of Bitcoins? <laughs> what year is I, this? I think I was around like 1920. So yeah. maybe 2000 and 2012, 12, 11, 12, yeah, 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 around there. Um, yeah, bro. So that that was the first entry into it. Yeah. And then I started to see it for like a potential, what it could become. A lot yeah. of my friends at the time were developers and, and they were studying it a lot more than, than I was. And they were showing me like what it could really become. So, so you're using m money, primarily money that you... Uh, you got all again from the SMS thing yep. that you started using to manage the artists. Yep. Yep. You and then using that money to buy Andy yep. and also stock up uh, bitcoins. Yeah. Back in 2012. Yeah. No. Now where where when I first got into it was around 2012. Yep. But like it progressed from. I mean, I stopped smoking weed, so I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. doing that anymore. But when did it? When so when did that? When, when's the first time you looked at that? Because, oh, I, I wish I was like into that. Oh, like everyone on, everyone on the planet. I wish I was into Bitcoin when it was worth <laughs> nothing. I'm about to say it, but like I didn't even exist in the world. Yeah. Like, I was in jail. I didn't even know what it is, but mm. so I didn't even get a shot at that. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like when's the moment when you're stocking up all these $1 Bitcoins and all of a sudden you look and you think, bro, I might just become full filthy rich in a minute. Mm, I think um, around 2016, yeah. Bitcoin started like, it went from 
you know, 50 bucks and then it started going in the hundreds. And then I saw it start going more and more. But at that time, I still wasn't cashing any out. Yeah. Because I thought, and this is what happens, there's been so many cycles now. Like, you know, the latest cycle 2020, yeah. when everybody bought in, nobody thought it was going down. Nobody, because yeah. they just got into it. So 2016, I was in that same mindset. Like, this is going to take over the world. Everybody's going to start using it. Yeah. So I was buying more. I was taking all my friends and family to the bank with whatever cash they had. To get telling, it from them. Yeah, to tell, telling yeah. them to buy Bitcoin. And anybody that did it back then, now are millionaires. Anybody that actually yeah. listened to me, but everybody was scared. Yeah, yeah, Because they're yeah. like, come on, bro, Imagine. this is dangerous. This is yeah. all for criminals. And so, yeah. That oh, was, you really? Yeah. You're still thinking the shifty side of it. I think only now in the last two years, it's been like Because now you've got apps you know? on your phone yeah, and it's yeah. all official. And, yeah. and before it was like the secret ATM with the dark web you, and you stuff had to, like that. Before, <laughs> the only way that I could actually buy Bitcoin, because the other cryptos weren't really around then, yeah. I had to go with cash to the bank, hand it to the the teller she would then write a slip and then transfer it somewhere and then you would receive the bitcoin in some wallet there wasn't yeah you couldn't buy it online yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's it's changed a lot now that's crazy (laughs) so you had the full center bank transfer and then you get it like yeah far out and then um so fast forward to like 2016 now it's it's um it's starting to grow a lot and i was putting more and more money in but then it ended up crashing so in 2016 Bitcoin reached around $1,000 and then it, it dropped. And so um, I think actually it wasn't 2016. It was like 2015 around then. So yeah, that, that um, happened and then you had to wait till the next cycle. And the next cycle was 2017. 2017. That's the real big, big time with crypto. Like people think that it was 2020 yeah. when everything, NFTs went crazy. And, and it did. It went like a lot of people made a lot of money. But um, to give me some ballpark numbers here, yeah. because Binance listed you as top two, top two fifty traders yeah. with a trading volume of one billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's already out there, brother. Yeah. So yeah. give me some rough ballpark figures, bro. When you're hitting these yarns, two thousand seventeen, like, yeah, you've been a millionaire, mm-hmm. all right, already when you're a teenager. Yeah. Are you in two thousand seventeen well beyond a millionaire? Twenty seventeen was the first like that's when it started changing yeah so 2017 um at the very start of the year i had a few million dollars saved yeah i was making money with the the music management stuff yep and um i decided to to just pretty much go all into the new cryptos that were coming which was ethereum ethereum had just launched like the year before a year and a half before that and ethereum was at like five dollars so i ended up buying a lot like a lot of ethereum and then looking into all these other cryptos there was a wave that happened in 2017 called ICOs. You know what this is? No. So ICO is an initial coin offering. It's basically the equivalent to an initial public offering, like a, a public company. Let's say you're a company and you want to go public on the stock market. Yep. It's called an IPO. So if you have an idea for a crypto, you can basically share it to the world and say, I now want to get investment and go public on the market. It's called an ICO. Yep. Yep. So in 2017... I'm investing in Ethereum, but then I'm also putting money into all these ICOs, ICOs before they're going to go public. Yeah. And, I, and how do you get knowledge to those? So I was researching a lot. Yeah. They, they basically released like a thing called a white paper and they share their whole plan. But yeah. this, is, this year, 2017, is when like people really thought this was it. Like crypto was going to revolutionize the world. Money's going to be dead within a year. Like, yeah, so yeah. this was the real hype. So anybody that was releasing their own token, 
anybody that released an ICO, man, they were all getting so wealthy. No, my way. personal friends, like my 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 close friends that first told me about crypto, got me into it. These same guys that I'm with when I'm 19, mm-hmm. um, they started their own token and they were like 23, 24 at the time in 2017. They ended up raising like. I think it was like $100 million in 30 minutes because that's, oh, that's how much hype there was on ICOs. Yeah. By the end of the year, it was worth $4 billion. Jesus. $4 billion. So these, these are the ICOs that I was getting into and yep. I would put like a little bit of money into all of them. But out of, let's say, five that I invested in, probably four went two, 300x. And those, really? those were the ones that like- Which were they? Which were they? So, Ethereum? Bitcoin? No, Ethereum, I didn't right. get in the ICO. Oh, so you're saying Ethereum that was the already ICOs. Out. The ICOs, Tell yeah. me some of the ICOs. That- the, the biggest one for me was um, I invested in one called Icon. Oh, right, yeah. And I put like, um, I put around 200K in there and that ended up turning into 30 million. Gee. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> Just one of your side yeah. little hustles. But yeah. because I was, again, in this mindset, like things are just going to keep going up. I never ended up selling. Yeah. And then 2018, things crashed. Uh, but I still had the other ones, right? Yeah. So I ended up, the, the biggest ones that I invested in, there was one called Populous, doesn't exist anymore. Icon, not really doing so well anymore. The big one was one called Chainlink, which is mm-hmm. still like a really, it's really big in the, in the space. Um, and I ended up putting um, 150K into, into Chainlink, around 150K. And then as everything crashed the next year, I still thought that it was really undervalued. So even while it was a bear market and nothing was going up, I was still buying more. Yep. The next two years, I was buying more and more and more. Chainlink. Yeah. Yep. And then Chainlink in um, 2020 ended up going like uh, going up. And then, um, yeah, that was a big one for me. That made me, yeah. that made me a lot, bro. Bro, you've yeah. predicted a couple crushes. Yeah. How? But they'll tell me. I guess all this experience, bro. Yeah. Like. I think that um, anybody that says they can predict something is delusional because nobody really knows anything, right? True, of course. If you're going to say that you know when something's going to go up or it's going to go down, you, you don't have any understanding yeah. of that. But you can look around at your like what's going on and kind of see like, are there warning signs? Are things changing? But like, do, do you know what I'm saying? Do you yeah, have yeah. any crypto? I, bro, uh, regrettably, yes. What do you have? I don't know anything about the bearish bullish markets <laughs> or anything like that. So... I got all excited about crypto. First, I learned about it, right? The end of last year, and I bought 20 grand worth of HBAR. HBAR. Yep. Okay. And it's worth like $2,500 right now. Yeah. And I'm glad that I didn't buy any more, brother. And I've got it sitting there cozy for one day. I'll be a millionaire one day on Could it. Could go up, yeah. But um, yep. that's that's my full interaction that, with that's it. That's all you have? That's all I have. Yeah. Um, okay. Look, bruv, look, I'm not knowledgeable. Everything I'm about to say is probably wrong, but- I heard that if you're not going to invest like you, splash quarter mil here, half a mil this, right? If you just got 10, 20, 30, 50 grand, Mm -hmm. that it's best to do as much homework as you can and put it in one that you really think is going to do well and sit on it as opposed to what am I going to have? Four grand of Ethereum, two grand of this, one grand of this. Like I just thought I looked into it and I thought that HBAR, the whole Hashgraph technology has legs. Mm -hmm. So I'll put it on that. So that's your one. You don't want to split it up and, and it potentially not make as much as it, what it could with the one. Is that your, your thinking? 
You're making me think different by uh-huh. your suggestive questioning. But yeah, that's my. That's <laughs> what. Tell me, brother. Tell me. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying like. I yeah, th- that's that's my. That's thinking. what I did. That's yeah. My thinking. Yeah. yeah. It's just that I just think like. If it's going to go up, what's the point? Like if I've got a bit in this, a bit in that, a bit in this, and then one of them goes up and mm. I've got like some crumbs and yeah. But anyway, I've still ended up with crumbs. Yeah, Nah, yeah. come on. We still got time. <laughs> Might we go back up? Is it going to go back up? Um, Should I just take my two and a half grand down? Nah, and just nah, no, no way. Is feed? it really worth it? Do you, <laughs> I don't think you need that two and a half grand, do you? <laughs> true, yeah. true. I think... um. Is it going to go back up? Like it, it's all dependent on governments, right? Mm. Are they going to ban it? Are they not? Are they going to mm. allow it to just do what it what it needs to do? Comes down to that. Look, yeah. Russia just launched a. They, well, they're saying that by next year they're going to have their own digital ruble. Really? You no. Know, so is the Australian dollar going to go digital? It will one day. Yeah. And we're not going to have like you're not going to be sending actual dollars. We're going to be yeah. sending proper digital tokens, which yeah. is represented by the actual currency of the government. Really? Yeah. That, that would take a lot of power away from crypto then, wouldn't it? Yeah, it depends. It depends how they treat it. Yeah. It depends how they treat it. I don't know. Like, I, I was really bullish a long time ago, and now I just trade. So I don't want to just hold anything delusionally. Like, I want to get in, get out. And yeah. a lot of people that made a lot of money in 2020 and 2021, they didn't sell. Yeah. And so now they're holding on their losses. Okay, now we've had a little bit of a run-up now. Like, everything's back up. Ethereum's yeah. back up 50%. But could you have sold before and ma- taken your, your profits? Yeah. Like when you put that 20K in, did you did it ever make anything on top? Bro, it never did. So you bought at the top? Bro, I bought at the top, bro. What's my... Ch- I literally bought it at 20K and like the next week it was like 18.9 and then it just floated around there for like four months. I, I think this is a lesson that you... Yeah. The universe is trying to teach you. It's making you... For the next time it comes around, you know what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Bro. I did it already, bro. Like 2017, I, I made, I turned all this this money yeah. into into, and I just held it, and it was like a, yeah, it was a rough few years. Tell me about your life now, brother. That sounds crazy. Dubai, why? Mm. So, what's your your background's Greek? Yeah, Greek. Why Dubai? So I I've been traveling a lot, and yep. I went to Dubai a bunch of times while I was traveling, and. The, the most important thing is the business advantages. Do you know of them? I don't. Yeah, okay. So uh, Dubai is tax-free. The UAE is totally tax-free. So any money you earn is yours. Go away. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know this? No, I no, didn't. It's totally tax-free. <laughs> well, believe it or not, all my business is done in Australia at this yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, it's yeah. tax-free. Tax-free, yeah. So you don't any money that you make, it's yours. You, you Obviously, you have to live there. You have yep. to have everything set up there. Um, and then it's one of the cleanest, safest places in the world. So you could go into the absolute worst area in Dubai at 3 a.m. with $10 million worth of jewelry and no one's even going to look at you. That's crazy. That's a difference. And, and tell me and tell me what, what, what is, what, why? why? So how long have you lived there? Do you know about, about, like, what? about the place well or are you just... Yeah, yeah I guess wh- I do. Why, why is it the safest? Is it the safest because everybody's so happy and everybody's so rich no. or is it the safest because they're full strict muslims and if someone touched your stuff they get their head cut off i i don't i wouldn't say so because i think that there's more freedom in dubai than there is in australia yeah like in australia like in dubai i've never seen an rbt in the five years that i've been there not once no way police are not on the streets looking for things in other countries they're actually trying to find things to do you know yeah, yeah in yeah. dubai they're only going when there's actual yeah some yeah, sort yeah. of issue so i've never felt more freedom there like to, to do anything that i want and you you kind of live within your own bubble because there's a 10 million person population in the whole country but only around four hundred thousand other local arabs 
So 9.6 million people are from other countries. Dead set. Yeah, it's a foreign place. It's a Western place now. The main, like the number one language or the main language is English. Intentionally, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, they, were, they built it with this intention. It's only 50 years old. Yeah, yeah. Dubai is 50 years old. It was old. just a full-blown desert before yeah, that. Yeah, eh? yeah. In 20 years, the progression has been crazy. So, you, you, like, you know, it's safe. It's clean. It's modern. Like, you can just live a good quality life there. And it's also close to everything. So you're right in the center of the whole world, you know. Yeah. Within 10 minutes, no, you go yeah, to the airport. Right. Within 10 minutes, you're in the airport because that's how they built the city. Yeah. You hop on an Emirates plane, you go to anywhere. 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 Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's even the Australian stopover to go pretty much anywhere. Are you going Emirates, bro? Uh, well, though, yes, I am, actually. <laughs> ah, there am. you go. I'm yeah. going Emirates. You gotta come and visit. I stop in Dubai. you got to come yeah, visit yeah. Them, bro. <laughs> true, come on, true. I don't think I'll be... Are you allowed to go there as a criminal? Probably you are. Not. You are. Oh, you are? I mean... I, I don't know, but they never <laughs> asked any questions. So, yeah. like, if you've got an Australian passport, yeah. I've never had anybody be stopped. Yeah, that sounds mental. And I, I would say, like, it makes me think then that society definitely would cater well for the people with a lot of money. Yeah. Money's going to be a big thing there then. I can thing. imagine if there's no tax, yep. it'd be all the people who done well from all over the world yep. and they kick them and it'd just be full of that. Well, in the last two years, like everybody that became a crypto millionaire, like especially the young people, moved to Dubai. Yeah. So you had COVID come, right? And the lockdowns were everywhere. The restrictions were crazy. Yeah. Europe was like the worst that got hit. And so, so many Europeans were like, why am I paying 50% plus tax to live here, to, to be told what to do when I can't go anywhere? I've got all these curfews. So, so many Europeans came to Dubai in this time. And then now in the most recent situation, the Russia-Ukraine, so many of these... But you were there. Yeah, I was there. You yeah. were there what? When the war started? Yeah, when it broke out. Where yeah. were you? I was in Russia. Yeah. That's crazy. I was in a city called St. Petersburg in Russia. St. Petersburg. Yeah, yeah. 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 Probably my favorite Big city. eventful war. Uh, city in world war ii st petersburg exactly yeah, yeah. it's it's uh my favorite city in the world actually is it yeah yeah and i don't want to get involved right, in i politics. heard russia's hectic it's the probably my favorite I, country bro, i heard it's yeah. hectic yeah. i know everyone's like quick well russia russia i heard it's hectic yeah. bro it's sick yeah, yeah when you when i've seen because i watch on youtube like people go up and ask right they don't care about that stuff you know the stuff with that the, the young like the, the, the young people in Russia, they don't care about that stuff. Yeah, they yeah. don't like wars. They're not angry at the exactly. world. We think Russians are angry at the world mm -hmm. because we see their yep. Putin and that. Yep. When you ask them, they're like, nah, like, we don't care about that stuff. They don't even dislike America. Yeah. Russian youth don't even that's dislike true. America, bro. Yeah. That's, a, that's a spin out, you know? I was just there now, um, like maybe a month ago. So after the war, I, I wanted to go back because I have a lot of friends and, and, and things there. So I went back and I'm going to get a coffee and they're like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from Australia. Immediately, they start telling me like how much they don't like the war and like they're saying all this stuff like yeah. to me in person. I didn't want to get involved in it yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm in this foreign place. But just people that they're, they're not what what the media is portraying is not yeah. what people really think there. Like yeah, a lot yeah. of people are getting too involved in politics, yeah, not realizing 100%. these guys don't have any say in anything. Yeah. It's just a normal population of people. It's probably the same thing with that. If you'd go and you'd learn about China too. You've probably been there, but I imagine the same thing with China. You know, you ask the Chinese people, they're like, hey, yo, hey, maybe, yeah. what are you talking about politics? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> they don't have any choice, right? But at the same time, is, is Russia... Is it in 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 a, in a different way? Is it scary, knowing like the people that run it? Mm. Like they're full gangsters. They are. They are straight out. You know what I mean? Is is there? Do you ever have a fear? But they're gangsters. But who isn't like you know in, in the world of politics? Yeah, we just true. It's sugar coated everywhere, so we think yeah, something right. else. It's just um, the FBI aren't gangsters, eh? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think um the people there are generally more colder than other countries, right? Just in just in general, mm. and in Australia, like Australians are very 
friendly, polite. Like when you first meet them, they're very warm. Mm. In Russia, it's the opposite. But when you really peel them back, they're some of the warmest, most kindest people ever. Just because of how they're raised and the climate, it's super cold there. They have this like this shell, this cold shell. But yeah. when you actually, you know, unlock it, like they're they're some of the nicest people, bro. So nobody cares about politics yeah. there. The ones that I've spoken to, the the younger generation. That's your favorite place, St. Petersburg, bro. Yeah, yeah. You would have been mad places in the world then. I've, I've traveled a lot, yeah. yeah. What's, what's, what's your second favorite place? Mm. Bro, I like every place for what it is. Like, I think every place has good and bad, yeah. but um, I like Japan. Yeah, you Japan like Japan? Sick, yeah, you got to visit that one day. Yeah. You can. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'm, I'm going to go there next week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Relax. Well, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then the week after, where are you? <laughs> what about Greece? You're Greek. Yeah, I, so many people I talk to, their favorite place they've ever been to is Greece, the I've, Greek islands. I've been there too many times, bro. So you're sick of it. I'm sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> now, haven't you seen like everybody that I follow? The yeah. whole summer has just been in Mykonos. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. already done all that. It's shit, a bit bro. fresh, though. Yeah, I don't care about that yeah, anymore. It's yeah. just like, and also you go there right now to Mykonos. I bet you every person you know is probably from just down the road. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so I, I don't want to go <laughs> yeah. there and see all the same people doing yeah. the same shit. I want new new experiences, bro. Yeah. Like when you've done the same route of like destinations the, yeah. the most popular places you want to go experience something else yeah it's, i think it's better we just were me and my assistant we just went to brazil that place was sick did you sick so dangerous but fucking sick rio rio we went to sao paulo and rio sao paulo, yeah very I heard that rio my, my mate he goes um he, the best it's so funny but he said nearly what you said then he said the best his favorite place he's ever been is uh, Rio, but he said it actually is dangerous. Yeah, it yeah. actually is like it feels dangerous. Yeah. He said when when it, this is what he said. He goes when the, when it, um when it gets dark, mm-hmm. people come down from the hills and they look dangerous and they look at you with a dangerous look, yeah. like you need to get off the streets. Yeah, you know, like uh, when when I've gone traveling and I've I've spoken to people in dangerous countries, like I've gone to Colombia, right? Yeah. And I ask everybody, is it dangerous here? Because a lot of people say that it is. You know, maybe 90% of people go, come on, it's not dangerous. You yeah. know, that's just all media and stuff like that. They always try to like portray their country in a yeah. good light. When I, went to Bra- yeah. when I went to Brazil, every single person asked that question said, no, it's fucking dangerous. <laughs> Be careful. Even they ask you, yeah, yeah, even every the person, there. Every person I spoke to, whether they were young or old, doesn't matter their ethnicity, yeah. they had all had some experience, whether they've had been in a carjacking or they've had their phone snatched. Fair or, income, bro. But, what what the the crime is now? It's just like it's petty crime. So yeah. if you're holding your phone walking down down the street, a bunch of twelve year olds are just gonna try and yeah, pull it yeah, from yeah. you. And if you chase them, there's maybe like somebody waiting. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not really serious crime, but yeah. maybe we look. Got if lucky. you let your possessions just freely get taken, you yeah. wouldn't have an issue. Exactly. If you're a hero, they then they'll take it the next year. Yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah. yeah. You might be all right. You know, maybe yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a lot of good snap kicks <laughs> snap kick a bunch of 12 year olds around Rio <laughs> I wouldn't recommend no, it no I wouldn't, I wouldn't brother. I'm it. joking brother. I'll be singing for us the security <laughs> can I talk about your cars I don't even have that many cars bro how many cars you got I've got three. Oh, you got three cars yeah, yeah. do you own a Japanese car Japanese car? No. Why? Nah, I don't know. Are you too rich for a Japanese car? <laughs> nah, nah. Nah. I, I'm <laughs> Do you not, not a, like Japanese cars? I'm not a car fanatic, a bro. Car nah, nah. What's just, your favorite car, bro? Whoa, favorite car. I don't have this car, but I want to get the Maybach, the SUV. Maybach SUV? You know this car? I do. Man, I sat in that car, bro. That car is insane. Really? So I've got I've got now a, a Cullinan a Ghost. A Rolls-Royce Cullinan. Yep. You own one. Yep. I, I drove one. You did? I drove a Rolls-Royce Cullinan. What do you think? I have a car series, full beast car series. Yep. And I hired out a racetrack with that car. 
the Rolls Royce Cullinan and it had the, the all stars, the stars on the, the roof. Galaxy. And and you know the door closes itself and it had the little umbrellas yep, in the door yep. and blah, blah, blah. Oh, that was a beast. You own a, a Cullinan yeah, and a ghost. And a ghost. Yeah, which is another Rolls-Royce. Them, yeah, they're yeah. both Rolls-Royce. Yeah. They're crazy, yeah. bro. They're nice cars. Like, yeah. I, I have a, a, a Hurricane, like a Lambo. Yep, um, I drove one of those too. Yeah, but That's a beast. They are, but they're not comfortable. And it, bro, they're actually yeah. not. You're it, tall as well, bro. It, yeah. look, bro. it feels like you're in a, a fighter jet. Yeah. That's the best way I can explain yeah. it. I, I, you know what? The Hurricane, don't ask me why, the Hurricane and the Aventador, I drove a, a million-dollar Aventador mm-hmm. Pirelli edition. The Hurricane was faster. Yeah. The Hurricane was faster, brother. And the Aventador was supposed to be the this and that. The Hurricane was a full beast. Wow. With, yeah. Within like the, the car, like the people that I know that have cars, they always say that Aventador sucks. Any Aventador oh, they? they've ever had, they way prefer Hurricane. And a, a, lot of my yeah. fr- a lot of my friends have actually sold their Aventadors to get Hurricanes yeah. because Aventadors are known for breaking down. Like, it's it. Yeah, they always have problems. And especially in the Middle East when it's so hot, yeah. like they're going to break down more than a Hurricane. But... They're so small, bro, and like I swear I've probably my posture is fucked from just driving that car around. And bro, to be honest, in Dubai, you wouldn't even feel that special. Nah, you don't. You don't. <laughs> it's yeah. like at least here in Sydney, you're all squished up and this and that, but everyone's <laughs> looking at you and you're like, yeah, whoa. whoa. I barely in see. Dubai, it's just a it's just a civic, brother. Bro, <laughs> it's just I never every second person. I, I haven't seen like many crazy cars here. And even in other cities, like if you go to London, yeah. every fucking person has like a Cullinan. I no saw way. more Cullinans in London than I did in Dubai. Like, so the, there's a lot of people spending money in other cities, but in Sydney, a lot of people have money, but they don't show it off, right? Oh, really? The people that I know that are the wealthiest, like... Yeah, tell me a bit yeah, about this, yeah. the, 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 the difference, the money culture differences mm. from what you've seen around the world compared to where we're from. I think the, the, the benefits of Australia, right, is that even if you make money, at least the people that I know and, and my mentality is that you stay pretty down to earth you stay humble. You don't flex it too hard. Yeah. Whereas when you're in Dubai, and let's say that you become successful, because everybody you see is wearing designer, everybody you see is coming out of a luxury car, yeah, yeah, yeah. it changes your whole mentality. So you may start to get caught up in that. And then you need to always have these things in order to feel like you're fitting in. But in Australia, like I know billionaires, you, you would think they're homeless from the way that they dress, the cars that they have. The only way you know is- I love you, that. You, you go to their I house. Yeah. And- and that's the, the, the mentality you here. You know what? Just to go on with that, bruh, i done this um, thing on my Instagram, like a couple, not this thing, it was just in my stories, bruh. But I noticed like when you go to, in the suburbs here, where we, suburbs we know as poor suburbs, right? So the inner west or the greater west of Sydney or whatever. And you go into areas that look poor and you see the cars, right? You see AMGs, you see, you see like, you know, skylines, rare skylines, cars that are done off their head. And then you go to Double Bay, Bellevue Hill, this and that, and you go through the streets. Don't get me wrong. Some people own toys, right? But the streets are full of Toyotas. Yeah, you're right. Holden Utes, dirty cars. And I made this thing and I was like, bro, I said, these people are smart. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're smart. But there's not many countries that are like that. So that's a reason. Like I haven't I love seen that about Australia. Yeah, Australia is one I of the only. Yeah. I think Australia, maybe like Scandinavia, like Sweden. You yep. go there if you have a flashy car. The Swedish people told me like you know people look down on you. So I think it's the same in Australia, bro. And th- and this this can be like um, how do I say it? This can be this can this can hurt your growth here, right? So if you want to be successful in this country, I think that you have more hurdles to hop over 
because of the stigma and the mentality here. Yeah. As soon as you become successful, maybe not you yourself, but like as soon as somebody becomes successful, most people want to hate on them. They see that person. Did you say not me? Not, not you, yeah. Do you know who you're talking <laughs> to? I don't know. The most hated man? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, like I, everything you're saying, I've got to write books on. Oh shit, I your didn't know brother, that. Like, cause yeah, the internet in Australia, I know it's it's a very known thing. Yeah. Even it's it's been said by uh, famous Australian actors that have moved overseas because of it. Yeah. It is a known thing. Yeah. Australian Tall puppy syndrome. Yeah, right? bro. Yeah. And it's it's like, I know that people may think, oh, everyone says that about every country, but Australia is crazy. It's, like, yeah. just, just because I do something, just because I get out of jail, get off drugs and become something of myself, you'll have legions of people that will do anything, including make things up about you. Wow. Just, bro, just, it's just full hatred here i didn't know that yeah, i, I think the only people that are like don't experience this are athletes yeah. when you're an athlete and you become big and successful you kind of don't cop as much hate as just somebody who may be a successful entrepreneur right because yeah. in dubai if i pull up in a lambo everybody comes up and says how did you do that yeah. if i pull up in a lambo in sydney people are going dirty look looks. at that dickhead yeah, dirty look at looks. him flexing no way it's just a difference yeah. so that mentality can actually prevent a lot of people from you know that that hurts your self-confidence how do you want to grow and become something bigger when everybody's telling you you can't and if you do you're you're shit you know mm. i don't know it's that's why i left bro yeah that's really? the main reason i think yeah. yeah the mentality was just it's hard. I want to enjoy what I have while I'm still young and try and grow as much as I can. We have one life. So when you have mentality of people that are trying to bring you down for achieving something, yeah. people should be praising you, not, not yeah. bringing you down. Do you live over there with, with your people? Do you have family or friends or are you just over there by yourself? I've got a little circle in yeah. Dubai, but... Um, because you know it's a Middle Eastern country, it, it is a little bit different. Like you know, here, here in Sydney, you grow up with your family and your friends, so you always can rely on those people. But when you go to a foreign country, especially Dubai, it's different. You have your little circle, your little bubble, and you just yeah. stay within it. Yeah, it's different. Making friends there is a lot different to to here. And yeah. when you have money, people treat you differently, right? So you have to be a little bit careful. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. to be careful. Yeah. So, bro, well, you're going to Japan mm -hmm. next week. Yeah. Well, how long have you been back in Sydney right now? One month. You've been here yeah. for a month? Haven't been back in two years though. Oh, this is your first time in two years? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so you stayed for a month. Do you do you miss it? Surely, but I did, but Give when it I- a little I bit did, of I did. Yeah, I, did. I did miss it. There's a lot of pros and cons to this place. Yeah. When I came back, I liked the slow pace. I liked the, you know, the, the air quality here is amazing. Have you seen Dubai, the air quality? No, I haven't. It is the number oh. one worst in the world today. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's a yeah. healthy place to live yeah. and- um, so it's 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 sick being back, yeah. but I think like when I leave, I, I'll probably be back in another few years. Oh, really? So you're going for another few years? Yeah. So you're going to Japan? Going to Japan just for a vacation? Vacation, yeah. And then probably back to Dubai. And then back to Dubai for another few yeah, years. Yeah. yeah, beautiful, brother. Yeah, bro. Well, I'm glad you stopped in here while you were here, brother. Thank Lucky, you for and that was a mad yarn, brother. Unbelievable hustle and skills from this man, brother, from poor kid in Stanmore to driving Rolls-Royce Cullinans around Dubai. Let's oge, Baba. Thank you very much. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it.